Recorded live from the edge of hysteria, this is the IGN UK podcast. My name is Stuart Reid. I am joined by Daniel Kruper. Hello, everyone. Alex Simmons. I thought we were on the edge of Fitzrovia. Yeah. And Luke Carmali. Hello, I don't Just get that. Just from Soho. <laughs> Geography banter. Yes. Are we in NoHo? North of Soho. I would hate myself. I've said no ho. No, well, no, because Soho is South Holborn, right? Or Hoban? South of Hoban. It's well, it's South Hoban. That's not what it stands That's for, not right. isn't it? No. no. What does it stand for? It stands for the cry that used to be made during fox hunting. Soho, meaning catch the fox. Well, that's not true. Say, and you say ho, ho. Hoban, there's no L. Hoban. It's Hoban. It's Hoban. Hoban. No, it's Hoban. It's, it's a silent Hoban. L. But, but isn't there a tinge of it? Rather than... <clears throat> no, I, you, I did Rather it. Than I got only if you're a pre-recorded a, tube announcement. A burnt whore. I say Hoban. A burnt whore? What? what? Hoban. What do you, you say? say? Holborn. Holborn. <laughs> said, said it three times, for God's sake. Well, it's Holborn. Oh, I just didn't understand. Holborn! That is what I say! Already. Already. To a classic. Possibly the best episode we've done all year. Yeah. Already. Um, going well. Great. Jesus. What's everybody been up to this week? Anything of interest? <laughs> Mispronouncing my <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going to? Oxford <laughs> Herkers? Is that, is that St. Pancreas? St. Pancreas. Leicester Le- Square. No. You know what? If you're going to no. call it that, you don't deserve to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Convent my, Garden. My favourite Americanism is Luga Baruga. Great. So, what Is that it? What? What? Have we done anything this week? I'm just misleading Americans in central London. Point them in different directions. I helped a blind man down the street yesterday. That is a genuinely true story. It's not a euphemism, Luke. Uh, I was about to go into the Carhartt shop, as I do, and he lost his way. So I looked at my little Apple Maps and guided him down the street. And you said, look, now that's where you want to go, and just held it. No? I just held it. No, no, sorry. That that didn't go as well as I I planned. You you pronounced it Carhartt. Mocking the blind, you thought it was going to go bad. (laughs) How is it pronounced? (laughs) Kurt. Cart. <laughs> I'm going to the cart shop. You were going to help him, and then he said he was off to um, Leicester Square. You thought, <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck him. And then I popped into the uh, Adidas shop next door, <laughs> and uh, the Sony Centre was over the road. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. just next to Ly- Lidl's. And, yes. and uh, Alice, Nike. Alice Nike. had a lovely Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the best what we've been up to all week. No, <laughs> I, I think it's the most entertaining one. It's the most honest. Usually we just lie. Mm. Yeah. Of course, what we've been doing is keeping our noses to the grindstones and our ears to the ground, which leads to some sort of contortionism, and figuring out what's been happening in the world of news, which that is a, a link. That was such a great radio link. Thanks. You can, you can just do that naturally, can't you? You just go yeah. to radio link mode and anything, any stock phrase becomes just adhesive matter. It's like, a, like, <laughs> like demo mode on toys that you switched to. It's like yeah, radio it's mode. Like, it's like, into it. like showroom mode. <laughs> it's adhesive. <laughs> Whatever. It's you. Luke's got the first bit of news. Uh, do I? Are we starting with me? Yeah, well, it's Dan as being you on the first. <laughs> okay, well, so uh, the DualShock light bar. What's that about? Is the question. For months we thought it was for fun, but no, apparently it was always originally designed for Project Morpheus, that lovely headset that you two have played with. Yes. Mm. No, we didn't get an invite to, but I'm not bitter. No. Um, so, uh, yeah. When everyone was saying, why can't we turn it off? Oh, this is the worst thing ever. Sony were apparently... You can turn it down. Their ne- well, now, now you can, can yeah. but you couldn't originally. And Sony were apparently biting their nails, being like, oh, this is awful. We can't tell them that the reason... Do you think that's what everybody at Sony was Yeah, they were like, we can't tell them the real reason because we haven't announced Morpheus yet. Have you seen Yoshida's hands? Mm. Nail buyer. I wonder also, if Japanese fingerless. people do buy their nails, though, because I wonder if that's a cultural thing. What? what? They, well, you know, they, they, might, might, they, they yeah. don't drink milk. Maybe they don't bite their nails. Do Japanese people not drink milk? Well, no, that's no. not strictly. But they kind of they don't have a long history right? of having a lot of milk in their country because they don't have a lot of grazing land. No. And they're also quite to that. Not they, much dairy. They right. they're quite lactose intolerant, right? As well. Are they? That's the well, thing. Yeah, a lot of it, be, a lot yeah. of people from Asia are lactose intolerant. Apparently. Mm. Uh, is what? it linked? I don't know. So, right, going back to Morpheus oh, yeah, okay. and the light. Yeah. So they showed Morpheus like six weeks ago at GDC. Yes. But they've only just come out to say, and oh. they were like, they were like, remember that light bar that you were all so yeah. irritated about? Well, now you know. Why did it take six weeks for them to come out and tell us uh, if they've been <clears throat> waiting for ages to tell us? I'm not quite sure. It was done in an interview. Um, it was done in an interview with the guy who's actually the head of uh, tech for Morpheus, and he was well. His department. He was like, my department was the one that got that thing on there. We were like, we need this light bar for tracking. <laughs> my, my, my group was the team that turned up at the design meeting and went, can you put a light in it? <laughs> oh, we're nearly finished. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much what happened, yeah. Um, can you make it change colours? Oh, just 
Just go back. Do you know what we're going to have to remove from it to do that? But it, Battery life. So, <laughs> hey! It's, it just mimics what the move does, right? Well, yeah, which is something that I always thought, so I'm a bit confused by this story, if I'm honest. But that's because, well, you use move, or you can use move, uh, with Morpheus on the sword fighting demo. What's oh. it called? Castle. Yeah. Um, to pick up uh, swords and hold it. So it's quite fun. Now, I didn't actually try that with the DualShock, but I would assume you, that that would do you, the same thing. Well, you did use the DualShock, actually, in, yeah. when you were playing the Deep and you crouched. I believe that was also the controller that was feeding back that you were kneeling as well. Is that... Surely that would have been the camera. The, no? The, the camera recognising where the controller was. But why doesn't the camera recognise where I am? But it uses the lights as... as so it uh, doesn't recognise my it shape no, or it's form. Not, it's not, not like, doing the connect thing, no. Oh. It's but using l- lights. Uh, there's the same lights as on moved the it with the eye, PlayStation Eye. And the lights on the Morpheus though, as well. Yeah, it's as well. As well. Right. So mm. it's, it's in conjunction. It's basically, if you use two move controllers, that's two more lights, two more points of reference. Mm. Same with the DualShock, another point of reference. Right. No, just good contribution from Stu staring off into the middle distance and then halfway there goes, Like like a wise sage. That's what it's picking up. Good. Right. Yeah, so I think that that was my story. So does that mean it will be less effective if you turn your dimmer on? I guess, but I'd assume using Morpheus you won't be able to turn your dimmer on. Mm. They'll probably take that away from you. Like everything else. What happens? Is it a certain like frequency it's putting out there? What happens if you get a torch and cover it in cellophane? And also, because well, then you're not interested in playing the game, are you? You're interested in breaking it. Like, it's just, it's just, I'm just doing a hack. It's like going, oh, I really like this Lila. But what if you stab it? Like, <laughs> that's not that's the just, same. That is, you, no, because that's fundamentally strategy. destroying the Lido. Lido. Lido deck. You're ruining the Lido once we won't get into details. But all you're doing is you're just trying it out, see what happens. Hey, well, if you want to, if you get some derived some amusement from just running around with a torch, then I don't read school of make your own fun. Yeah. We didn't have computers in my day. Honestly. We had to run around with torches covered in bits of cellophane. Honestly, if you put a on, have a torch with a bit of cellophane and see if you can play the deep. That's a million view video right there. If that is your idea of a good time, I think you should stay clear of moves. It's to blow your little mind. <laughs> yeah. Dan, I think you know what my idea of a good time is. <laughs> Running around Not with it. a torch covered in cellophane. Okay. I already said it. Uh, so two of the most popular television shows in the world ten years ago are getting together to do a kind of joint thing. Yes, The Simpsons and Family oh, Guy. Mm. At I last. It was EastEnders and Coronation Street. Right. Right. That, that would have be been that would be amazing. Cross pollination. North going versus on there. South. Cross pollination back. Oh, I know you'd go north. I don't know, probably not. There's a lot more murderers, isn't there, in EastEnders? Yeah. Mm. Which is interesting, because I would have assumed... What? More, what? More people more people more where are you going to go with this? Where is wow. this sweeping Kamali? It's the EastEnders full of murderers and ruffians. Surely the people beyond the, the Night's Watch reach <laughs> are more inclined <laughs> beyond to be Beyond the wall, uh, yeah. The Night's Watch reach. So anyway, Simpsons, Family Guy, two programmes that everybody's long stopped caring about are getting together (laughs) to do a one-off episode where they're going to... I I watched um, that Lego episode of Simpsons a few weeks ago. Was it good? Dreadful. Really? Um, It was really bad. Like, the movie did what it kind of did in a much better way. And it's just a bit lame. Like, there was a premise for why it was all happening in Lego. Like, Homer had had an accident and he was in a fantasy world. So there's a rationale to why it existed, but it's just a bit crap. No chip off the old block. No. Mm. Is that a gag? Kind of. How? (laughs) How was that a gag? Because if the old block was the Lego movie, then this is no chip off it. Yeah. Yes. Lego blocks? Blocks. Yeah, okay. Lego blocks. Okay. Yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That didn't need explaining <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, that, that was the bit we <laughs> got. my gag. Yeah. Very straightforward. Like, obviously, still a sufficient number of people watch these shows because mm. Fox is not, you know, it's quite mm. rated. They're not cancelling them. But they cancel a lot of shows very easily. Yep. So and presumably, they take a lot of effort but, to put together. And they're cash cows in other ways, I guess. Yeah. More is merchandise still, through those. It's licensing as much as anything, syndic- right? Syndication rights, all that kind of stuff. Licensing yeah. and syndication. Yeah. But you could still syndicate the crap out of them if they were, like, yeah. Like you're They've done the, enough episodes to be syndicated. Yeah, for in, it, ad infinitum, yeah. yeah. But if you look at the uh, popularity of, obviously, Simpsons Lego, for example. Yeah. Like, would that still be as popular right now if that if TV that show hadn't pad. been around for the yeah. last yeah. 10 years? I, I, no, um, I don't think it would. Well, if, that, if it hadn't been on the earth for, for the last years. five, ten years or um, something, yeah. Probably not. But yeah. at the same time, I don't think it needs the show as a launch pad for that no. toy. Like, you could have launched that 
I, anyway. I didn't. I think I but said to you, I didn't even realise that they were showing you episodes of yeah, Simpsons. Right. I thought it was still the same stuff being rerun. Yeah. Adam Finitum. It's really quite. But the new now. Simpsons is uh, is far far removed from the Simpsons that I grew up with. The Simpsons that I watched for ten years. The Simpsons that I think is still probably the best TV show ever made. Conan O'Brien. When it was when it when it was good, it was yeah. better than anything else. Monorail. Monorail. Yeah. When it was like episodes about family drama, about infidelity, this seems quite weighty for kids Mm. to watch when they're having the tea on a Sunday night or after school. But there was a genuine warmth to it. Whether it's something like, it's almost like a really traditional show. You know, George Bush said that in the early 90s. Why can't Americans be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons? Yeah. But it was a fundamental misunderstanding of what the Simpsons is about. It was about being a family. Yeah. Like Homer and Marge Mm. never separate, they love each other. Yeah. Those were always the best episodes of The Simpsons. Really? Like for, yeah. Really? Which? Cape Fear. Cape, Cape Fear. Fear. Funny. Isn't that the one yeah, with the that is, that is, without doubt, the best episode of The Simpsons. It's Do got you really think so? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I think it's a bit hot. But the best episode of The Simpsons is based on a parody of something else. Yes. Nah. Because it's got the rake gag in it. And that's <laughs> one of the finest <laughs> three minutes of television oh, ever. That is very yeah. true. I I was watching an episode last night where again with Sideshow Bob where he gets out of jail and they're um, they're all saying because Krusty's retired and you know they're like oh well you know it's better he goes off the air now than kind of you know staying on more seasons and becoming you know a parody of what he once was and never be and not you know losing the mm. the humour. And then they kind of make a joke about Smithers coming in and be like, Maggie shot Mr. Burns again. And they all look a bit awkward. And you're like, wow. Oh, God, if only you could see where you yeah. are now. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a really weird thing because a lot of the writers on it now must have grown up watching The Simpsons. Yeah. So getting that job is like a poison chalice. You want to do it. You want to be a writer on The Simpsons. At the same time, you're like, I can't do Break any better mold, than what's already right, been yeah. done. Uh, I saw Harry Shearer live, who does a lot of voices for The Simpsons, the Smithers, Burns, so on. And oh, yeah. they have a lot of renegotiations problems with how much they get paid, how much control they have over the characters. They have no control over the characters. So do you remember there was one episode of The Simpsons where they said Skinner, I remember this vaguely, isn't Skinner. He's impersonating yeah. Seymour Skinner. Like yeah, he came back yeah, yeah. from Vietnam mm-hmm. and he assumed someone's identity. <clears throat> and they did this like 12 seasons in. And he was like so dead against it. He's like, well, you've taken this character everyone loves. That I've created, I've honed and I've acted for 10 years and you're just saying it's all a lie and they went oh, we just have to say the lines mm. he's really upset about it mm. that's awful yeah so I, anyway I, I was just checking to see how many episodes of The Simpsons there have been when did it? so uh, they're currently up to well uh, right as of now they've done 25 seasons of between well the first season was 13 episodes between 22 and 25 episodes wow that is a Laura Laura television. That is, isn't it? I think, I th- I'm not very good at maths. I, I think my favourite episode was um, Super Fat Homer. I do like yeah, Super Fat Homer. What was it? The Moomoo? Yeah, and he goes to the shop. Yeah, I don't want to look like a freak. Just give me the hat and the Moomoo. And a cape, uh, isn't it? Isn't and it a cape? And at the end, when he falls into like the nuclear pipe, and Lisa says, for once, Dad's ass prevented the release of toxic gas. Very good. Classic. So and of course, there's a major Simpsons character being killed off, I believe, uh, at the start of the next season or the end of this season. There is uh, a new it, season that's, uh, according to that, starting in September this year. Yeah, well, so I think that's when they're doing the crossover, out. when, when ah. they're going to air this crossover, <clears throat> but, but a major Simpsons character is going to die. They've done this before, haven't they? Quite a few times. Sometimes out of necessity, but they've done it. I remember when they killed Flanders' wife was the first time yes. they did the, yeah. we're going to kill off a major character and they'll never come back. I suppose yeah. Mrs. Krabappel died, didn't she? That's yeah. Right. That the, the actress I don't died. think Troy Flanders' wife is a particularly big major character. Maud. Yeah. Homer fancied her. Yeah? He had the hots for Maud. So I don't know, maybe it'll be Abe Simpson. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Abe Simpson, Mm. which is a shame because I love him as a character. They're going to do a royal family. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? So there you go. Um, I think we should hand this out. Yeah, what's your favourite episode? Let us know your favourite episode of The Simpsons. Let us know your favourite episode of The Family Guy. The Family Guy, as I call it. It's much harder with Family Guy because it's so kind of anarchic. Yeah, sporadic. Like, yeah. It's like sketch show. Cutaway, right? I don't think there's been many TV programmes that have made my jaw drop and go, did they just do that? Or did they just say that? Yeah. As Family Guy. That was really Brown's Boys. Yeah. He's watched that the time, so, oh, God, I can't believe they're getting away with this. No, but that's, that's, that's a completely different <laughs> meaning. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Uh, let us know your favourite episodes, please. Please.
All right, Alex up next with some news about that then Microsoft Xbox One. So Microsoft is, it seems like it's still doing its uh, driving test because they keep on doing U-turns. Hey. Oh, you're <laughs> on fire today. Oh, why, might you ask? It's because they, <laughs> they are... Has Alex been drinking? <laughs> Do you know what? No, I of wish course I... not. How could, you be, how could you be this sharp after a skinful? <laughs> it's vodka. It's a two-liter vodka, vodka and gin mixer. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they are bundling up the Xbox One without Connect, so you can buy it for £349. Same price as PS4, come beginning of next month. So... Uh, it will come out at the same time as E3, but they've obviously an- announced it now to get it out there so they can focus on the games. Yeah, right. if that about E3, games. that's all we'd be talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about focusing on the games that are in the middle of being built to use Connect? There aren't any. Ah. There's a couple. What? Uh, Disney, Disney Fantasia, Fantasia Music Evolved, because Stu and I did a news video on that earlier uh-huh. today. And the Zumba games. <laughs> right. Yeah. So presumably, you will still be able to buy an Xbox One with a Kinect. Yes, yeah. and you, they, it will also be sold as a separate peripheral. Have they really. priced that yet? No, and they also don't have a release date for when that... Apparently, it won't be available at the same time. Well, that surprises right. me, because I would think they've got a frigging great warehouse full of the unsold <laughs> buggers. Like, like, right yeah. now, they've just got people in factories tearing <laughs> open boxes. <laughs> boxes. Throwing out the Kinects and Putting sealing them in a slightly smaller box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So a lot of people are saying, well, obviously taking the Mickey because no one uses Connect for games. But a lot of people are also, well, it actually makes the UI much better. I personally don't use it for the UI but at all. I wonder how long it before. Like I remember when the Xbox came out, and a lot of the tech reviews approaching it as a piece of tech and mm. as an entertainment system said that, oh, the Connect really works well mm. with the UI. But that's because the UI has been designed to work with Connect yep. and not a controller. So yeah. you find yourself using your Connect because the controller. It's clunky. Yeah, it's clunky mm. when used with the interface. Yep. Yep. So I wonder yep. if a, a, a refresh will happen to the dashboard in Needs light of this. It does feel really clunky, yeah. mm. I think. It's not as slick as Xbox 360 was. I wonder if they'll give you the option of having a Kinect-based dashboard or a controller-based well, dashboard. Well, that would be a sensible Optimize, option, wouldn't yeah. it? Which yeah. yeah. like you want to use. Really, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Say Kinect if you want to use Kinect. Kinect, you want to use a gamepad. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. It's interesting, though. Like a lot, the, uh, One of the devs... Um, out of develop was saying obviously when the original Kinect came out and there were lots of mixed reviews lots of games being invented for it so the attach rate was actually reasonably high when you consider yeah. it. most people bought it as an experiment because they've now t- made the decision to take it out of the Xbox One bundle though the attach rate is probably never even going to hit the levels that the first Kinect mm, yeah. so it, ch- it results in an ideological like transformation in mm. the way that games are going to be <clears> produced like the big thing was when Xbox One was announced, and it said it's going to come with Connect in the box. That's like saying, everyone who wants to use Connect, you know, everyone will have one of these things. Yeah. You can make it an integral part of yeah. your design yeah. for your game. Now it's like it's all up in the air again, so it becomes a peripheral. So it's kind of an admission that we've tried, we had a vision, we stuck to it. It's not quite. Work. Didn't work. It's not going to work. But, but at the same but time, you can you can like there's obviously to you Simpsons. There's a little bit of a ha ha. Yeah. Here. You could take that approach, and some people have, like, yeah. ha ha, they got it wrong. At the same time, you could look at it another way and go, they're listening to what consumers are yeah. saying, what they want. They know they need to get back into the game early. It's a long, it's not, you know, really early days. Yeah, exactly. It just makes them way more competitive. See, that for me is the, is the key thing here is they've got to get the hardware sales of the actual console up first. Forget Connect. That is not even part of the game no. right now. But it yeah. might become part of the game. Know, 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 this is what PlayStation did behind the scenes that we never yeah. even knew yeah, about Yeah, they took it. the camera well, out, that's right? the thing. It's like, I bet the attach rate for the PS camera is tiny. Absolutely. There's yeah. no reason to have that apart from yeah. Playroom, well, which is all of three minutes worth of fun. Well, the exciting thing that's come out of this is the fact that there's apparently some extra processing power that, that might be able to be given over At to the Xbox. 10%, 10% of the 10%. GPU. Now, is that enough to start pushing these uh, these games that are being complained about towards 1080p 60 frames a second? But then are you penalising people who keep the Kinect plugged in? Yeah, because they're idiots. Well, this is the thing, but then, then you joking, can't... Joking. See, I can't imagine that that is... I don't think 10% is going to be as easy as that, yeah. like, going, yeah. like yeah. pressing the button. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I've only thought of this sooner. And, of course, like, 
it, surely it couldn't change dynamically. Yeah. It's not going to go from, oh, just, this runs yeah, 720p, unplug, unplug it. Oh, 1080, there you go. You wouldn't have thought so, would you? Like, no. Optimization, you would, all would, that you, sort of stuff. And also, you would think it would be like a firmware thing because this GPU, it's like, it's hard-coded that 10% yeah. of that GPU is used for yeah. Connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it still works on apps and the yeah. whole, you know, Snap feature and stuff. And even though, if, you know, that's yeah. still going to be listening out for, for um, commands and things. I guess yeah. it is, yeah. And I think, like... Obviously, the story when it went on side, there's like thousands and thousands of comments and there's a lot of fanboyism going into this. And even in our office, outside of our editorial team, there were people who were like, what are Microsoft doing? Mm. And you look at sales figures out there, you know, PS3, 80 million, Xbox 360, 84 million, Wii, 100 million. Yeah. We're still so much at the start of this cycle, like 5 million sold to retail for Xbox, 7 million PS4s. Basically, well, they're pretty much level still, really. Yeah. Yeah. You're basically giving them an equal footing. Especially yeah. in all these territories. Yeah. It's launching in something, what, like 20 new territories this year? Yeah. And so that will now launch, presumably, yeah. without the Connect. Right? And I think to end consumers, so people not listening to this podcast, not us in this room who like talk about video games every, every single day, day <laughs> they'll just go, oh, Xbox, oh, same price as that one. Yeah. I haven't bought one of them yet. Uh, yeah, might buy that one. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's now makes it a much very, more, very similar proposition. Yeah, yeah. And so many people so, haven't got into the game yet. Well, especially with the other two things that came out that day. Um, so the games with gold now coming to yep. Xbox One. Which has been pretty shabby to date. But, really so old games. It's coming to Xbox One, and whereas on Xbox 360, if you stop being a gold subscriber, you get to keep your games forever. You know, if you were there when they were offered, they're yours forever. Mm. They've actually now made it exactly like PS Plus in the sense that on Xbox One, if you stop subscribing to Xbox Live Gold, you then also lose access to the games. Mm. And I think that's fair. That's fair. It's just an interesting decision. Because PS Plus is so good, you kind of go, there must be a catch. Yeah. And that is the catch. And you go, actually, that's not too that's bad. That's not a catch, really, yeah. is it? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fair enough if those are the rules of engagement. Mm. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the Garden Warfare, I think, is the first one. Plants think so, yeah. yeah. Which is much that, better than all the PS4 PlayStation Plus in terms of, like, perceived size of games. of indie titles. And that game is only, what, four months old, yeah. five yeah. months old? So Because with PS4... Yeah. Nothing. It's the whole four. deal with, whatchamacallit, EA, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm right in saying PS4, we haven't yet had, like, a boxed game, really, like, a traditional no, boxed game. No, well, I mean, the free ones. Drive yeah. Club is obviously one of the big ones that's promised yes. in October, but other than that, we haven't really seen um much else i don't think yeah what do you think you say you know we're, we're at the early starting gate really of, of this generation of consoles when you look at the figures of the previous generation selling 80 85 100 million do you think this generation is going to reach that kind of level of saturation or are there, are there too many diversions and too many alternatives now to kind of hit that saturation point again no, I think it will. I think um, a big factor that will retard sales figures for quite a while is, which wasn't present in the last generation, is games appearing on both cycles. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that didn't happen with the last gen really at all. There was a, there were a few outliers like yeah. Twilight Princess appearing on GameCube and Wii, but it's so. It, how can you motivate yourself to buy a next gen mm-hmm. console when you know you can play Watch Dogs in a pretty decent playable form on your current console yeah it's the same as what we were saying about um, Titanfall as well yeah like yeah. when we actually held that 360 it's really good it's really good it's like okay. and I think you know E3 this year you'll see games like Arkham um, Knight you'll see games that have been designed purely for um, yeah, newer graphics cards yeah. on PCs and like the proper next and then you go well that is the difference yeah but I think there'll be a, the period of crossover and overlap will be unprecedented yeah mm. and that's what I think about you know, it's better for Microsoft to make that decision now and cut the price and make it competitive for when all the games are announced at E3. If they have a really good show lineup, there's no, you know, there's no reason why they couldn't yeah. catch up. And it's also between vested, now and Christmas. It's also a vested interest for both sides. Consumers, they get a sweeter deal, cheaper games that have to shell out for a new console. Also, super sweet for developers because they've got massive install base. Yeah. So there's no real pressure on incentive on either side to go all in yet yeah well that's what and it'll um, be just a general grad yeah. like it'll be the artistic ambitions of developers yeah when they go oh, my, what i want to make exceeds what this can do well i mean that's what gearbox said right when they said they said the reason they went for the pre-sequel only on uh well last gen i guess was because borderlands 2 sold more copies than there is an install base of next gen so why on earth would right. they go just all leaving in money on the table yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's a stupid decision for them to make well if you um, like rockstar just because <laughs> they're, they're going to bring GTA to that has to happen next surely, yeah. and then just quids in. But all um, is yeah. it, looking at Sony's financials this year as well, they also yeah, yeah that wasn't Deep great. Shopping, take a breath. But they, um, you know, 
for the year before PS3 and PS2 sales, the amount of overall hardware, because Sony bundles hardware together in their financials, about the same number as PS3s and PS4 sold. You know, like in emerging markets, you're still going to have that. Like the PS4 is so expensive. You could buy FIFA on um, PlayStation 2 still last year. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Because it's still for its emerging market. Oh, we should do it? a PS2, PS4 graphics comparison <laughs> across amazing. the board. Every single version of the next FIFA. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. The dream. That'd be quite a funny video. Yeah. yeah. Last bit of news this week, no, Dan. Do it. Sad news. Very sad news. Uh, happened earlier in the week. We reported this on Tuesday, but I believe it happened on Monday. Um, Hans Rudy Giger, um, the very um, brilliant, strange, surrealist artist from Switzerland, responsible for the creature and set design on um, Ridley Scott's Alien passed away mm. um he had an accident in his home and he died at the age of 74 so not that old really not that old and um so yeah i wrote the obituary for the site on tuesday and just spent some time that day looking through some of his artwork and not safe for work most of it a lot of it's not <laughs> safe for work although a lot of the stuff we look at at work isn't safe for work um and he's just the phenomenally original artist yeah the thing with like any kind of artistic endeavor, it's hard to be original. Mm. Like nothing great is done; everything is redone. He was vibrantly original. Yeah. Like even like one of the things you showed me, he did a, a concept for a Batmobile. For yeah. Which Batman movie was it? Batman Forever. Joel Schumacher's. Which film. just seems like the most bizarre. It's weird. It looks like a chromosome. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like. It's, uh, and it never made it into the film, right? Like, yeah. Uh, but, no, it was never used. But of it, all of the Batman films, like. That was the kind of most saccharine one. Yeah. yeah. They commissioned him to create a... Yeah, imagine a very different film. It's, it's imagine it would have been bizarre. bizarre. Yeah. It's the thing, like, I've watched loads of Alien documentaries over the years on various DVDs and Blu-rays, and obviously two things... Like, that script, they, they give a lot of screen time to the writers of the original Alien. Um, what's it called? Dan O'Bannon and Ron Shuter. Yes. And they're given a lot of screen time, but basically the script they turned in was pretty B-movie stuff. Mm. Yeah. It, it sh- it's Jaws in space. Yeah. That's even, I think, it might be how it was originally pitched to Fox at the time, and they really rode the wave of Star Wars popularity mm. to yeah. get a green light. Let's do, let's do a, star, a space movie. And really Scott elevated it because he has an incredible eye for set design and pro- production mm. design. And then when he was prepping the film, he came across Necronomicon, which is a book of all Giga's work. He was like, we need to get this guy in. And really, Scott got him to do all the design on the alien world. And he got another guy who was more kind of technical artist to do all the human stuff. Mm-hmm. So the art direction, like the alien stuff, is truly alien. Yeah. And he let him design the space jockey, the face hooker, the egg, um, the, the crash ship on LV426. Um, yeah. And it is basically spilled out from his imagination. And it's that weird biomechanical design yeah. that yeah. he is famous for that kind of fusion of like human form and industrial design and it's just like unlike anything anyone did yeah. and he really used like the airbrush which is a very kind of modern art- artistic tool as his thing to give it that kind of very almost kind of quasi like photorealistic mm. look to it mm. um but yeah it's just what else obviously the alien was the big thing that we know him for. Yeah. what else well, he did he some work on a version of June that actually predated Alien, I believe, but it was never yeah, used. It was this is scrapped. what we were talking about this last week. Yeah. It's, it's Jodorowsky's version of Dune, and there is a documentary coming out very soon about it. So which I imagine I, you'll see some I, of that stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, you'll see a lot of it on there. He works work. on Poltergeist 2, and it, like, basically it's one of those things that after Alien, I imagine he became flavour of the month. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he never moved to Hollywood. He stayed in Switzerland. Mm. So it's very hard to make it in Hollywood if you're not in Hollywood. I never realised so, he was called Hans Rudy either. Yeah. Doesn't uh, have quite the same ring as H.R. Geiger. That sounds it's quite middle, it, Rudy's uh, a, a nickname. I think it's, it's Rudolph, yeah. Hans right. Rudy. And um, he never moved out to America. Hmm. So um, I think a lot of his work got bastardised in other films because he was Flavour of the Month. Yeah. Even when James Cameron, he didn't use Giger on the sequel to Alien. Right. And Giga was quite upset about this, but um, Cameron wrote him a very nice letter. And he says, it's not because I don't respect your work. It's because I wanted to make my film. Yeah. And I, th- I respect you so much as an artist that I think you'd probably overwhelm me creatively. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to do anything because I just yeah. want you to do it or yeah. run it by you. Yeah. Um, yeah. One, one of the things I remember him for was back in the early 80s as well. He did a design for Debbie Harry from Blondie, one of her solo albums, Cuckoo which is uh, her with some skewers going through her face. Which is a bit like mm. one of his landscapes, I think, mm. actually. I think it's nice. Uh, mm. Yeah. 
Not a very good curious. album, but yeah. a very interesting but cover. Some, if and it was never, that kind of thing where they the, Woolworths wouldn't stock it. It was never a hit yeah. album because a lot of a lot of big chains wouldn't stock it because it was such a shocking cover, cover image. Did you ever Whoops. play Dark Seed as well? No, you were talking about it. I yeah, I was in the obituary. No. I, I had it for the Amiga. I think my dad had it. Yeah. And it was, I think you just basically appropriated a lot of his artwork. I actually think that I probably played that before I even saw Alien. It's just loads of really weird, disturbing mm. imagery. Mm. Um, yeah. There you go. Mm. R.I.P. Indeed. Time to move on to this week's Talking Point on the IGN UK podcast. And uh, Alex, I think you had a hand in this week's Talking Point, did you not? Well, uh, Zach Schneider probably had a greater hand uh, in this. Because for uh, this week on Twitter, he revealed the first picture of the new Batsuit. So Ben Affleck as Batman. And I think he looks rather goddamn good. Mm -hmm. Very recognisably his chin. Very positive reaction, I think. Uh, obviously, with a bit of the uh, Batmobile in the background. Mm. Um, That's interesting because they were teasing the reveal of the Batmobile, yeah. like saying, "Oh, tomorrow we'll take back the tarpaulin." Yeah, tarpaulin. And it was Batman absolutely disgraceful. The Batman Batmobile's in the background. Yeah, ice cube. Ba, ba, ba. So uh, I am <laughs> well, going to ask the question in a minute. Yeah. Which is your favourite Batsuit? Is the one that you've got in your little sex dungeon at home? It is with the nipples. <laughs> oh, I was going to yeah. say the one with the nipples. Sorry, yeah. But I just wanted to get, before we talk about that, what's your kind of first impressions of the Batflex suit? I like it. I like it. And I'm, I'm, I, I think he is going to be a really good Batman. But my, well, we all know yeah, we what all my know. biggest yeah. problem is. We've spoken is about it. a lot yeah. on this podcast. So I'm not going to say it again for fear of becoming even or a Snyder problem yeah but you like sucker punch I like, stuff I anyway. like Snyder's yeah. art direction but as an yeah, action director and a storyteller I just don't think he cuts the mustard I didn't like Man of Steel I wasn't a big fan what do you think of the Batsu though the Batsu I think looks quite good yeah. I mean you know so so it seems a bit of an evolution he's got little people. ears he's got little ears like. he's also so very very big and chunky he is isn't yeah. he? and if you turn the yeah. first, one of the first things I did when I got it, um, the picture through I turned up the contrast yeah, and it, um, it is a bit. It is, um, the bat shield on his chest is very heavily scratched. Yeah. Mm. So the thing, the suit that it reminds me most of is the one from The Dark Knight Returns, which, so I'm showing a picture yeah. to you guys is, so this was all the skins that came with Batman Arkham City. You could play as all these different iterations. But Dark Knight Returns, obviously the Frank Miller um, iteration of the bat suit, it's got so much in common with that, which I think if you're going to pick one to go for, that's... Yeah. And it does make him look massive, it does, that suit, doesn't it? He looks has. huge in that. Well, in that comic book, he's, he's an old, old man. He's a bit yeah. older. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's, he's kind time. of really chunky and, and uh, yeah, just... It's quite grizzled. Not lying. It also reminds like, me of that. Thanks. Like, even though he's not wearing a, a suit in the image, have you seen that Alex Ross drawing of Batman, a painting, where it's Batman, like, coming back and he's taking off the cowl and it's mm. from behind. And I think the Dark Knight kind of references it. You see him from behind and he's just, like, hideously scarred his back. Right. He's really big. He's obviously been doing this for 20-odd years. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And it's just, you can just see the pain and the, the turmoil that being Batman has brought upon him. Yeah. I want to see Mickey Rourke play him as an old oh man. God. Oh, no. <laughs> I really do. I think that would be fantastic. After really? his performance in The Wrestler, I think it would be really interesting. And, of course, with... Um, uh, what's his name coming out this year? Coffin? Got, um, oh, I think Sin City 2. Oh, yeah, this yeah. year or next year? This year. Yeah, I think it would be really... Yeah, you can imagine that picture that, that you're showing us there. You could imagine that being yeah, old... Uh, like an Affleck. It, it looks a bit more like that. But the thing with the new Affleck suit, it looks like it's very rigid... Well, at least the yeah. cowlers. Yeah. Because the Nolan films kind of moved away from that and made the suit more kind of tactical. Yeah. And they rationalised that in the films because you go to Lucius and you go, I give you the latest military stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, by the end, by the time it got to Dark Knight Rises, it was all kind of bits and panels yeah. mm. on top of a mesh. Kind of like body armour. Yeah, and they yeah. could like really tactical move his head for the first time. But what you sacrifice there is that silhouette. And that really kind of iconic silhouette, which the new one seems to have. Yeah. But obviously that creates performance problems. Yeah. It's like, a brave yeah. move to get rid of something that iconic as well, though, isn't it? In something like Dark Knight Returns, where mm. you don't have that traditional silhouette of him. No, you don't. And they kind of like fake it with lighting and like shooting him against the night sky. But it's not as good as Batman Begins even. Like. So my favourite one is actually the Batman Begins suit. Because right. when it came out, um, it has that very rigid headpiece but I remember like Nolan describing it like a Jaguar 
Like, because right. it was quite muscular and it's like he was ready to pounce. And I like the rest of the suit isn't compartmentalized yet. Yeah. It's got this really nice matte black to it. Yeah. So it looks kind of stealthy. Yeah. And my, one of my favorite things was how big the cape was. And also, again, the look of the cape, it wasn't like leather, it wasn't shiny. It's kind of this like matte material that would almost, I don't know, just like look like the night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. That sounds pretentious, but it looked like it, it was, yeah, darkness. Like, my least favorite bat suit is. The uh, one from Batman Forever with the kind of silver bits on the it. End of the end, the sonar yeah. suit. It's, is that what it's called? It's called the sonar suit. Actually, right. um, Christian Bale used that for his audition for Really? Nolan. That's the what the suit that Nolan used to audition actors. Killian Murphy. Oh, my gosh. There might even be pictures of them floating around. Right, wow. Imagine that. But, yeah, so uh, other things. Obviously, you cannot beat Adam West. I was oh, going to say Adam dreams. West. I was honestly going to say Adam West yeah. because that is that is the fir- obviously the first Batman I ever remember seeing. Yeah. I remember watching it on TV when it was repeated in the late seventies, early eighties, and just it, I just thought it was absolutely marvelous. Really, really entertaining. Yeah, and so so colourful. But that, that blue on it was I just so there's elements of that in the the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, small ears. short ears. Yeah. Although you know the, the sort of painted on eyebrows and the, the, the bit around the nose is a little bit kind of strange. It does like look like the new one is kind of. Where do, where do you stand on colouring for Batman suit? Because the new one looks like it's yeah. two tone. It looks like it could be grey and black, which we've never ha- really had in a big film because they've no. always gone black or then in the Schumacher years you've had flotations with colour and silver and metallic stuff. Well Val Kilmer's was quite shiny right? Yeah towards the end yeah (laughs) So I really like the the Dark Knight Returns like the the flat grey with the black insignia and everything else is black so the the body stocking for want of a better word is grey everything else is black. Yeah I don't, I'm not a big fan of having like a yellow. And it's not like the new one that's just heavily. It's not great for camouflage. It? It <laughs> almost, even though there's no reason for them to be similar at yep. all, because Superman suit is his native Kryptonian like dress. It, they almost look like they, they look similar. They're like really heavily texturized. Mm. Um, so it looks like it's a thin suit rather than armor he's wearing. Yeah. Which is more traditional. Yeah. But my favorite bat suit. Is Jim it, Lee's bat suit. George, George so, Clooney's bat suit. Yeah, so. George, George Clooney. I quite like Jim George Lee. Clooney. So Jim Lee is obviously, alongside Frank Miller, kind of one of the most prolific Batman illustrators. And there's definitely similarities between a lot of his bat suits. The one I'm showing you here is the one from uh, All-Star Batman and Robin. But the stuff that he did on Hush uh, and a bunch of other stuff is he really uses the cape as part of the costume uh, and obviously all the poses that he does. Yeah. But yeah, I'd really like to see that. And r- rather than it just being a body armour... I want it to be like, you know, something different. You know, maybe it should be um, not just like a Kevlar suit, but something. I yeah. Don't know. Well, I think this is obviously the treatment for this. I don't know what the treatment is for the new Batman, but it seems like it's more comic booky in a way, whatever that term means. But I'm, I'm using that in distinction to the Nolan films, which were real world as grounded as they could be. So yeah, it was like yeah. military hardware yeah, yeah, that a yeah. billionaire could have access to. Yeah. It almost feels like this is maybe. You could get away with it being more like a like a superhero costume. But if you're going up against yeah. Superman, you, yeah, you kind of would expect that. Like the other thing that I really liked about Nolan's stuff is um, uh, in the first film when he's kind of much more as a kind of uh, a fear figure, yeah, um, rather than just being a guy in a suit. Mm. Um, you know, everybody fearing the bat. Yeah, and that kind of like like, like drained out the series yeah. a little bit because he kind of retired. It's almost. Th- Nolan's films, because the art they wanted to tell, they kind of missed out all his best crime-fighting years. Yeah. Because by Dark Knight came around, he'd already been doing it for years. By Rises comes along, he's retired. Yeah. yeah. You never get to see him. In his prime, And that's right? why I really yeah. like Batman Begins so much, because it's like, that's Batman. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. like a true out-and-out Batman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I read an interesting article, I think it was in The Guardian today, about how stuff like um, the really dark stuff that we're kind of used to, that 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 trend is is coming to an end in in the same way that our love affair with Mad Men seems to be coming to an end and all these really good gritty TV dramas seem to be drying up and 24's come back which is more crash bang wallop Mm. explosions in your face kind of stuff and maybe it is cyclical and I think that's probably what we're going to experience that's really interesting because you remember it was like five ten years ago the the buzzword like you know this like every time there was a sequel was gritty. 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 Yeah. 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 So what, what's what you're going to do with the sequel? It's going to be grittier. It's yeah. going to be edgier. It's like, what yeah. the, what, what does that mean? Yeah. Kind um, of over it, aren't do we? you know what the phrase used in association with the uh, Schumacher bat suits was? What? The redesign. It was get, to give it an MTV organic, edgier feel. Oh what the hell does that mean? <laughs> MTV organic. That's like some feel. creatives coming into the designer. What do you want? I just want this MTV organic, edgier feel. 
All right, I'll okay, just do, I'll I'll just do, do that. I was getting more crazy. You right. can see elements of that because there's so much neon in the film and the way it was lit yeah. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It was, yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, yeah, it could have been, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a Max Headroom video or something like yeah. that. Well, I, I feel sorry now for the Fantastic Four reboot because they're going to be out of sync once again. They're going for a darker, grittier yeah. Fantastic Four. Yeah. We, we've moved on to Marvel stuff yeah. where it's like, let's just have a bit of fun with and this. That's why, Iron Man, let's play some ACDC and That's why the first stuff. Fantastic yeah. Four failed, right? Because it came, it was it a was light-hearted ahead of time. romp yeah, it when it was actually, yeah. we were getting into the gritty <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you can just imagine the poor producer or director. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> again. Oh, no, to be fair, I imagine the producer of Fantastic Four would love to think of himself as avant-garde yeah. <laughs> we were just ahead of our time darling <laughs> Michael Chigil is like I was, I was, I was channeling Brecht <laughs> William also uh, slightly off topic you're not being paid by Carhartt to promote them are you because you mentioned you went to their store earlier and you're wearing a t-shirt with them all Alex ever wears no but yeah. if Carhartt would like to send Alex some free t-shirts there you go he'd love yeah. that just we've never ever done that with the podcast get free stuff I was listening to the football ramble the other day they have free Papa John's pizza what because they, <laughs> their podcast was sponsored by Papa John's does anyone out there what? want to sponsor yeah, us yeah anyone listen like to this anything. podcast really? not, not Papa John's because I like Papa no John's Domino's pizza. I like okay, other Domino's. pizzas are available um, well, not not, not to the, 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 the Papa John's deal. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be sponsored by a craft beer brewery company. <laughs> just um, sit here, absolutely off my if, face. If Apple, <laughs> Samsung, Sony, are listening, sent, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would mind some new clothes, quite frankly, because these You're are getting a bit tired. A I want a clothing, a clothing budget. budget. No one will give me a clothing Prince budget. Come on, you haven't got enough tops with the little. Union Jacks on. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone wants to send me clothes, you ask me about Carhartt. You're like Mr. UKIP. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Farage. Yeah, you know, I, that, I've heard that oh, before, actually. You know, if yeah. you type um, um, <laughs> what? Farage into Google Image Search, you know what the recommended search is? Garage? <laughs> Admiral Akbar. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Because they look a bit similar. They do look a bit similar. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> it is all a trap for, for us. Let's move on to this week's Reader FU um, and another great crop of FU, especially regarding Easter eggs. We were talking about Easter eggs in games, in movies, in uh, in music as well. Uh, Stu McGoldrick's written in and said, I know it's a couple of weeks ago, two great Easter eggs for you, not on the game, but on the disc itself. He worked in games retail for a, quite a, uh, for a while, uh, a few years back, and he discovered original copies of Gran Turismo 2 on PS1 mm. had a scratch and sniff disc that smelled of burnt rubber. And also... What are you looking at, Luke? No, I just... This is my... You've got the next piece Just checking that you weren't making it up. And also, original original copies of FIFA 2001 had a scratch and sniff disc which smelt like cut grass. Did he go around basically smelling all of the discs <laughs> in the shop? Imagine. Why did that die out? That sounds this like the best thing this ever. This one smells like a scene. we've got some new discs in. Oh, let me give him a sniff before give him you put them on the shelves. <laughs> Who says any other discs you think might make a good scratch and sniff? Oh, Katie Perry's... Uh, Excuse Last me. CD <laughs> smells gross, scratch and sniff. What, what, what did it smell of? Uh, like um, strawberry, Can the strawberry and cream sweets, like candy, right. because it was all about candy. I get the impression that's what Katy Perry would smell of, though. Mm. That and despair, I suppose, maybe. She's really a bit insane, I think. Okay. Nothing wrong with mad women. Um, here we go. It's actually, if you search for Admiral oh. Akbar... Oh. Go to images. Second suggestion: Nigel Farage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's some great tagging that going on there. Well done, then. Um, okay, so I've got one from Carl E. Um, he says, "I just want to mention my first game in Easter Egg, which was in a PS2 game called Exhumed, or in North America it was called Power Slave." That's such that. an American retitle. Yeah, right. Exhumed. Um, Can we put Exhumed on a box? No. Nope. Power. Power Slave. <laughs> um, a brilliant FPS platformer set in ancient Egypt and a forgotten gem. Um, if you explored enough, every now and then you'd stumble across an Egyptian statue whose face was one of the lobotomy dev team. Assume lobotomy is the developer rather than like just... Just people that were lobotomized. People lobotomized. Do you want to make the game? There you go. I have none of the requisite skills anymore. <laughs> yeah, I cannot speak. Um, okay, if you collected all 30-odd, uh, legend has it you gain the ability to fly. Never did, though. I'd love to see a rehash or more games set in ancient Egypt. Maybe Assassin's Creed. Um, well, there's Prince of Persia, right? Surely that's overdue coming back. That's is that a rumor for now? Yeah. That well, that was the rumor. I remember that project Osiris or something? Yeah, ages ago, right. project Osiris. It was like... Um, a, a slave, like a It looked like slave a slave and everyone was like, oh, maybe that's the reboot. So, yeah. fingers crossed. Anyway, Exhumed was the only video game I ever played all the way through with my dad, who called in sick one morning to beat a particularly southern boss monster with me. Happy days. I'd like to know, has any game ever brought you closer to a friend or relative? Oh, and he's from Canada. Or has any game ever oh, made welcome. you call in sick? 
So I was, not uh, that this job. I used to play. A, I used to play a lot of Amiga stuff. My mum used to play pack, co-op Pac-Man together. So I used to play a lot of Lemmings with my dad. I used to play a lot of Worms with my dad. We used to like get um, you know, you know, like <laughs> free discs like um, on, on the front yeah, of yeah, the yeah, magazine, yeah, yeah. Like fifty yeah. games. Like ST four, yeah, yeah. on Saturday afternoons. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Smash Bros. Standard multiplayer games. Yeah, so they were right. really good. Yeah. Good times. Uh, yeah. Um, next one is from James. James says, Duck Hunt. Duck, Duck Hunt. Hunt. Uh, is that our beyond now? So if people see you in the street, they should just go, Duck Hunt. They kind of do anyway. Halfway there, right? That's yeah. what they're shouting. <laughs> anyway, I, for one, was a really big fan of the Power Rangers. We talked about the reboot last week. Yep. My brother and I would come home from school and would eagerly await the show to come on between the three and five time slot, depending on the season or year. We used to watch religiously. Even got the terrible SNES game for Christmas one year, which he beat in three hours. Yes. I was never into the toys too much, except wanting the Green Rangers flute dagger, didn't we all? I, got, all I, got, I had that. I'm sure you uh, did. I did have that. Piping away. On a number of occasions. Piping away, all the peasants following you into the sea. I Mummy, I drowned them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the show was just pure awesome for a little adolescent kid growing up with delusions of a future with giant megazords and floods in Zorda on heads. That being said... <laughs> About. I would so Zordon, go out, he was yeah. the, the guy. Uh, that being said, I would so go out to see the new movie, terrible or not, with the expectations of the movie being complete waste of time and space in the world. My <laughs> last, for my last birthday, my cousin bought me the box set of the first five series awesome. in German. Oh. But you can get them, you fiddle around and get them back in English. <laughs> you try hard enough. You fiddle but around while you're watching it. You fiddle around, you get it back in English eventually. It's the Pink Power Ranger. Yeah. It is uh, the muscle when travelling abroad. But very, very, very good. <laughs> very enjoyable. Um, I, still, I, I had some of the toys. I had um, like the Red Power Ranger stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's like the gun that turns into the sword. Great I had, toys. They're like transforming weapons. And right? then, and also they're you can get the Zords and then you put them together into a bigger one. So I had quite a lot Megazord. of them. Megazord. The Megazord, yeah. And, and James yeah. is an OCT. Yeah. Anyone knows what, know what an OCT is? Obsessive compulsive. He's a no. Ontario certified teacher. Is oh. he also on, like... Canada. Yep. Yeah, he's got a doctor. Wow. There you, go. there you go. Well done. We are big uh, in Canada. Email from Rob Andrews in Sheffield who said, I was four years old when Power Rangers first started. I remember watching all the episodes and driving my parents crazy because I had to have all of the toys. Got to catch them all. That was the phrase, wasn't it? Different phrase. No. Okay. Uh, last couple of years, went back to rewatch some of the original episodes with my uni housemates, but he'd welcome a reboot. Did you actually watch the uh, series that you got sent? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a present. It was quite nice. My, I mean, he Did gave you watch it? That's, I've yes. got so many like series that people have bought me. I've just, ne- I've never. I, I did, but I, it was kind of those one of those things you know you so have you on in the background. Basically, that's I all... did. I had it on in the background. It was. I was absorbing. <laughs> so you didn't really watch it. Well, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Learn German though. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, he says you guys mentioned it could be like Transformers, but my first thought is how it was similar to Pacific Rim, which yeah. isn't too far removed oh, from yeah. Power Rangers. Very good point, says Rob. There are a lot of these. Um, I do think it's got greenlit under the Hunger Games hype. I went to see really a film the other day. Yeah, that's how they're going to pitch it. Teenagers with attitude. It's a bunch of like it's a mixture of girls and boys, teen. There's going to be a big part of the drama will be based on their relationships. Yeah. Especially if it's a trilogy, will they, won't they kind of stuff. I went, what's that other film that came out recently? Like The Eternals or something? Oh, The Immortals. The Immortals. Uh, like The no, City no, of Bones and Divergent? Yeah, Divergent. <laughs> so so many of them. Exactly. <laughs> and then there's another one. Twilight, I went to another one the other day. There's one called like, the, um, the Maze Runner. As Can't, well, yeah. And I was going to say the kite runner, but that's, the kite runner. that's, a, very, that's a very different. That's a very different. Boy in the striped pajamas. <laughs> yeah, they're all the same, aren't they? Will yeah. they? Won't they? Yeah. Survive. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good. Uh, yeah, there you go. Twilight yeah. meets Pacific Rim. There you go. Bring it on. Twilight Rimming. Luke, whoa. Luke Parfit says after last what? week's podcast about remakes, I would love to see a remake of Alex the Kid from the Master. Wasn't it Alex Kid? It was Alex Kid. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. Alex the Kid. From the Master System. The game, as a kid, got me into gaming, and it's been my love of games and burgers ever since. <clears throat> but he could never get his head around the fact that he ate wet burgers underwater. Strange shit, oh, he says. Oh, you know what known fact? He was a goat. Alex Kidd? Yeah. Ah, that's why then? No. Brilliant. <laughs> he would love to see it today, isn't it? Oh, why you tune in. Click um, that subscribe I would love button. to see it like Mario World 3D, but on next gen. So, uh, wet burgers, right. I was in America a few weeks ago. Why is this happening? Wet burgers. America, just, you're, there are some disgusting food in America. Um, I was in the hotel watching one of the food channels and they went, you know, you know like Man vs. Food, but it yeah. wasn't one of them, it was yeah. like that. And they went to this like place in New Orleans 
And what they do is they've got a vat of grease that they supposedly had for a hundred years and they deep fry the burgers in that and they come out all wet and dripping with grease. And this guy takes the vat of grease home every night. If he goes on holiday, he has to have someone to take care of it. So if you don't reheat it every day, it'll go off. Oh, my God. This is really making me quite sad. How is that loud? I don't know. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. I, th- I thought you might know something anyway. about health and safety. Oh, no. I know nothing about <laughs> health and safety. All I know is that... Uh, uh, could we get sponsored by a burger joint? Oh, be Wet burgers and bat suits. That's got to be the title for this podcast. <laughs> Agreed. All down your bat suit front. <laughs> All down your cod piece. Look what you've got. Luke? feel sad speaking of wet burgers <laughs> Jonathan, you feel a bit unwell though, I, yeah, I yeah, have made me feel a little bit nauseous thanks for that Jonathan Hume Blade is perfect for a reboot love the first movie but from aside from a few funny lines uh, the sequels and slightly bigger FX budget they were poor mm. um, Blade 2 was good not according to Jonathan Hume Doctor and let's be honest yeah. he knows more than you probably so it could do some new effects <laughs> oh. and a Batman Begins and a Batman Begins style dark origin story grittier no <laughs> Well, no. I thought Blade was kind of an origin story. Anyway, That's not that it? long ago. But really. you say you want to know more about him being a daywalker. You know, Blade the... is a good fifteen years ago, isn't it? It's got to be at least. It was a long time ago. Yeah. Could nice. be the, he does. Only, he makes the point. Could be the start of a was new darker Goss superhero style that yeah. we seem to have moved yeah. away from. Ninety-eight. He says it could there. be the start of a new darker superhero style that we seem to have moved away from. We thought that. We, we are moving away from it. It's time we, to we, time we, to we go. Did, we did. We did. We yeah. did. What he said. Ninety-eight. Well, fifteen years ago. Luke, yeah, Luke Goss was um, in the sequel. Yeah. He's a big star in America in his own right now. Still? Yeah, he's Goss? like playing Vegas and stuff. Who's he's, Luke Goss? He's in Bronx. Oh, Luke, Luke, Luke. Don't humour him. Move on. Let him Google it after the I show. I owe you nothing. Terry, Terry <laughs> Hurley. <laughs> Terry Hurley, he's, he's here. He's, he's got something to say. Yeah. Uh, in relation to remakes, I would love to see a remake of The Black Hole. Not a great film. So this is what we're saying. Don't make, remake good stuff. Yeah. Remake bad stuff. Yeah. Given, uh, something with a good premise, but they, they messed it up. Uh, not a great film, but it has big ideas. It has amazing production designs, great SFX, and a score by the late, great John Barry that is just astonishing. Well worth watching if you've not seen it before. It's a shame, because I think, I think with The Black Hole, what happened is they were going to go in and make this kind of very kind of adult-facing uh, movie, kind of dark, gritty space adventure. Well, he made it. Disney. Yeah. And the problem was they kind of said, no, we've got to lighten this up a bit. Mm. I think they just done re- Return to Partridge. Keep it light. They've done Return to Which Mountain Cuba or Cuba Escape from Which Mountain or something like that. It and looks that, like that got like a PG that year, 13 rating or yeah, something right. like that. It was quite, and it, it didn't go down very well with, with the ball at, at Disney. I don't think I've ever seen Black Hole. Oh, it's, is it like Maximilian or something? That's like that? right, Maximilian yeah. Shells in it. And it's, yeah. it's a bit boring. It's, it right. ought to be good and it's not quite good. Yeah. Uh, I've got an email from Jangle Waltz. I'm assuming that's. Jingle Jangle. Well, his real name is George Nolan, but he's titled it Jangle Waltz. I don't know why. George Nolan. Because he wanted to be kept anonymous. Brilliant. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, Ghostbusters would make a fantastic live-action TV show. With today's special effects, having a gang of Ghostbusters running around every episode catching the freak of the week would be simple, cost-effective, and fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. I think it's well, their profession would support a kind of serial drama. Like yeah. It's getting called out every yeah, week. Yeah. It's already been done. Most haunted. You know, that fielding yeah. is slimy. But they don't actually catch any ghosts. <laughs> no, they don't. So they're <laughs> they not don't. very good Ghostbusters, are no. they? But ghosts don't exist, so. No. It's very similar, just shots and speaking to themselves in rooms. Hey. Amazing. So you only watch programs where only real things exist? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Craig Watts says, uh, you guys talked about bringing Dungeon Master back. Jog my memory about a TV show I loved as a kid. Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe mm. I'm just being nostalgic, but it'd be fun to see Warwick Davis play the Dungeon Master. He-Man was another cartoon I loved as a kid. I'm sure anyone could improve on a Dolph Lundgren's previous effort. Very similar animation. Was it? Uh, All those 90s cartoons look very similar. Yeah. Like, yeah. Early, like, it's like a show called Visionaries. Anyone watch Visionaries? Don't, doesn't I can't that. believe it's not been pillaged. I think right. it might have been like Hasbro and Mattel, and it was one of those cartoons that was really based on a toy line they probably already came up with. And these little figures, they all had on the chests like a little hologram, and when you move them, like a little 3D image of a, of a lion or something. And in the TV show, tubbies? they could... Uh, do not mock. <laughs> do, not do not mock do not, me. Do not debase it. Uh, and they could transform into the image on their chest. How is that not a film already? That's very cool. Write in if you've watched Visionary. Yeah, I'll get a lot of emails. The, 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 the toys ring a bell, but I must admit, I don't What happened to Thundercats the reboot, by the way? I don't know what's happening. With this Visionary thing, right? I think a lot happen. of this will hinge on um, the, the Turtles film. Mm. Um, 
this visionaries thing, wouldn't, yeah. the, wouldn't the bad guys just kind of sneak a peek at their holograms and say, oh, right, I know what you're going to turn into. I'll find some weapon. A wood pigeon. Well, the same. It's almost, it's kind of futuristic, archaic world. So they're all like, they go into battle and they have like heralds and birds and horses. That's quite exciting. And the bad guys are like visionaries as well. They have their own animals. Tend to be stuff like snakes and like bad animals. Yes. Vultures and stuff. Snakes are just misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah. Stop, stop lisping then. Couple of emails from you next. Yes, first one is from Robert Duckworth. Um, he says, "Like Danny, I'm from Blackburn, and I was interested on in finding out which school and college you went to, mm. as I attend the local college, St Mary's, and attended St Christopher's in the nearby cesspool of <laughs> Accrington. Very right, Accrington <laughs> is a cesspool. Um, <laughs> I went. I also went to the college, which is St Mary's, um, which is actually not far from my house, and I went to St Bede's Roman Catholic High School, which I believe they're tearing down soon." Ah, oh. is that because there are too many? Oh yes, just oh, bury right. bury the corpses. <laughs> um, finally, I'd also like to see whoever owns the rights to Wolverine release or re-release a film with a twelve version for wider audiences, and an eighteen version which includes the true brutality and levels of gore that the crazy war vet can actually produce. I think it'd be interesting experiment to see how the consumer reacts to the separate age ratings and which version pleases the critics more. This tactic seems to work with the Wolverine Origins video game, so why can't it be done with movies? Kind of t- we, 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 we talked about this last week, didn't a we? Split, where, where certified movie. Yeah. Well, what's happened in the past is that a movie's been released and then it's been cut to show it to a wider audience. Mm. Um, going ex- exceptionally back far in time, it happened with Saturday Night Fever, which was uh, an X certificate when it was released over here. But it was never released at the same time. It's like there is a. It, no, it was. It was. Oh, really? It was released. It was released for for about. A month or so, and right. it was a huge success. And then they took it back and recut it and put out a, a, an A certificate, which would be the same right. as a PG now right. at the same time. So you had the choice of, of if you were a grown up going to see the X certificate, if you were a kid going to see the A certificate. I mean, if they do 2D and 3D at the same time, why couldn't they do two different versions? I guess it would maybe fundamentally change too many points in the movie. Do you know what I mean? That you change in the movie. Yeah, rather than, a, than applying just, a process, because yeah. you can't like add blood into a scene, right? Well, yeah, yes, you can. Pl- of course, you can because it's you all can, CG. All blood is CG. Is it? You yeah. can, but that wouldn't all, be almost all of it. Ruin it. Ruining but, everything. But that's, I guess, what he's talking about. It's like if you wanted to do a proper violent Wolverine movie, it's almost an entirely different treatment rather exactly. than just. Mm lingering on something at the end you wouldn't want something that looked like i don't know the avengers movie but then somebody gets their head ripped off and you see blood and gore and people you could yeah you could do that shot in a different way and but wouldn't you just wouldn't you simply wouldn't you simply cut away from it well i I think that's one way of doing it yeah and that might be a cheaper way that's probably a feasible way of doing it it is nowadays because everything is digital you're not even looking at having to process extra film prints Mm. or or you know dick about with negatives or anything it's just digital information that you're also so so gareth evans the guy directed the raid um Mm. rich interviewed him a few weeks ago and he said you know it's probably likely he's going to make a transition to Hollywood at some point. Some studio's going to go, this guy who made the best two action movies the last 10 years in the Raid films, let's get him to do a superhero film. And he just went, I'm interested in working in Hollywood, but I can't do what I do and do it for them with those restrictions. Because the reason why my stuff is appreciated or thought to be dynamic or arresting is because i don't pull away i follow a punch through to its conclusion and then beyond to the consequence and too often you have to cut away and i can't make that movie they might be able to make it in the edit like we're talking about Mm. but then it's not as movie is it yeah Mm. it's not it's not so it's a really good interesting um argument robert um actually it's called robert duckworth my auntie maiden name is duckworth so might be (gasps) wow related another cesspool of darwin uh, and also this goes on to Emmanuel's email and he says 80s R-rated classics and PG-30 family-friendly Sherlock um, he inspired him to um, Taken we were just talking about this in Europe it was released as an 18 plus an extra violent and it's released in the US was a PG-13 so it's the same thing two versions of the movie released yeah, simultaneously but, but that's not necessarily two different versions of the films because obviously America rates their movies differently hmm. they, they don't our, our kind of certificate 18 over here they kind of they don't really have the same rating over there, do they? They have like an well, it's different criteria. Yeah, it? it's, yeah. not, it's not like that translates easily as that one. It's not an equivalence. It's no. a different actual process you have to submit to. Yeah, um, but they're like I think I'm right in saying that they're rated R movies, 
you can go in as a child if you're with a grown-up to go and see a rated R movie. You, if you're 12, 13, 14, you can go and see an R-rated what, movie. What was the, was there not some like rationale like that in the UK, or was it was it Princess Diana who like flagrantly broke it with William and um, Harry when it was what was the Sean Bean one and Harrison Ford the that, Jack Ryan movie where it's uh, about Northern Ireland? Did she not cause some of all fears? No, one, uh, Patriot Games. Patriot Games, yeah. Where, where she took them to see it because she thought it was an important film with issues about Northern Ireland and stuff. And she, I think there was like, this is before my time, but I thought that was one of the cases where, well, why can she take her kids to see a, right. I don't an agent appropriate know that. movie? Yeah. I yeah. might have made that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, she's always in our hearts, and I think that's the main thing. She's the queen of hearts, Stuart. Yeah. The queen of hearts. Last bit of feedback this week. Finally, we're getting towards the end. This is uh, from a guy called Mark. All right, Mark. Uh, he says, I've heard you read out user feedback twice from Joshua Piggott-Smith. I'm pretty sure I worked with him at a pub about four years ago. Really good guy, but as you learned from episode 229, not an ideas man. <laughs> anyway, hi, Josh. We've got, we got some listeners dissing with the listeners. <laughs> yeah. And we're kind of bringing them back the together. Like, bring, two, bringing people well, together in a way. It's two-way family favourites. Like I want to know what his idea was in 229. I can't remember. I can't remember. But obviously not a very good one. So, Josh, if you remember a bloke called Mark and you worked with him at a pub... Tell us what you think of him. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> think, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get some beef we can, going. I think Mark Garcia thing. is his name. I feel the, like Silver Black in Surprise, Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> But I always do. We love to get your feedback. Please keep it coming in. We read absolutely everything you send in, even if I it doesn't make that. it to I've, the show. I've, I've got my filter set up. <laughs> <laughs> IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Time for out this week, then. A quick look at the movies and games that are coming out in the next seven days. And we start with games. Minecraft is coming out. Hang Tell them what, what, what is this? Has it not <laughs> come out? What, 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 what is it? So it's coming out on Game Boy Advance. <laughs> 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 Full of the bands today. Uh, very good. Minecraft is coming out on PlayStation 3. So for all those PlayStation owners who've still not yet to play it, now you can. You can. Build yourself stupid. We really don't need to talk about what it is. What it is. <laughs> we really don't. No. Should we move on to other stuff? Yes. Um, Super Time Force. Yeah. That Xbox 360, Xbox One, got a nice retro aesthetic to it. It's made by Capybara Games. It's what? not made by a capybara. Sad. The world's largest rodent. It's about a team. It's a it's a development team. <laughs> did you know that a capybara is the world's largest rodent, or did you have to look that up? I knew that off the top of my head. Oh, wow! Did see all those trips to the zoo, Chester Zoo. Excellent zoo, by the way. Mm. Can we get sponsored by Chester Zoo? That would be nice. I wouldn't uh, mind that if we could have pets. Yeah, a day pass. Yeah, but okay. we adopt an animal. Yeah. If you could adopt any animal, what would you like to adopt? Well, a tiger. Okay. Mm. Polar bear or giraffe. Probably. Mm. <laughs> really thinking about it though. I appreciate I that he's either thinking it. about having a stroke I'm not sure <laughs> anyway moving on um, <laughs> so it's kind of in, in the same way that Alien is Jaws in Space Super Time Force is Contra meets Braid so you go through you send you, I think you call like Colonel Rapitsky sends you back in time to like save like dinosaurs a, I'd quite Good. like a penguin you quite like a penguin yeah Pe I could imagine walking into the office in the morning Just with a little penguin holding your hand. Yeah, I could. I could imagine. Like that Norwegian Go penguin. Get a coffee for me with him. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. Ooh. Oh, what's happened? Why do you want to use eat? this as a platform? <laughs> Let's not use this. Sponsored, sponsored by Eat. What, what, Did you have a bad coffee? A barista what, crossed sponsored Alex. Sponsored by your half full cup of coffee. Oh, no. Oh. And then when I brought it up, I got a huff. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got half a cup. Very good for you. I'll tell you what, this is going to be a cracking cut out this week. So that's out now on Xbox 360 and one. It looks really good. And then the other one this week is Kirby Triple Deluxe. Now, our review, there's some very good reviews. I think it's what you want from a Kirby game. Now, Kirby is inhabited lots of slight different genres. It's not a challenging game. Mm. We gave it a six, an okay score. I think Jose likes quite challenging games. Like he really rated Tropical Freeze, for instance. Right. Mm. Elsewhere, Kirby has reviewed really well. I think it's if you want a challenge, Kirby games aren't that challenging. Yep. But if you want a nice, pretty, colorful, vibrant experience, three words basically mean the same thing there. Mm. Uh, Kirby will probably stand you in good stead. You Kirby, your enthusiasm. What platforms is it on? It's only on 3DS. Okay. Any more games Movies. or is that it? 
That's, uh, it. that's it. That's it. That's your lot. Blimey. What about movies? Any big movies coming out this week? Nothing's the coming biggest, out this week, is there? Nothing the biggest happening. One. The fattest. The biggest one. The chunkiest one. Three hundred and fifty. Good old Thunder Thighs is here. Yeah. God, Godzilla. <laughs> Lisa Riley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not happy. But what's the, the bonus thing is, if you film any of the destruction, you can send it into her. Two hundred and fifty uh, pounds. Two hundred and fifty quid. But she doesn't do that show anymore. It's been two hundred and fifty quid for years, isn't it? You'd think by now inflation, inflation yeah, yeah. it should be a grand. And also, don't send I've just got loads of clips it. I'm waiting on. Also, just can it not just be you send it now? Yeah. Send us your YouTube link. <laughs> yeah. 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 You anyway. don't have to send in your VHS anymore. And they, they don't true. return so them, do they? Your VHSC, little compact <laughs> one from your camcorder. <laughs> Or the uh, copy you've dubbed off onto video, so it looks shit, and it's got loads of time code and the date and every other piece of crap all over it. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. da, 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 Godzilla. Da, 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 da. Um, Godzilla. Godzilla. Oh, God, no. Don't take me back there. Sorry. It's really good. There you go. Okay. Is Godzuki uh, in it? What, sorry? Is Godzuki in it? No. Oh. It's, um, so it kind of reminded me a bit of early Spielberg. And the way that some of the action shot is is incredible. Um, the characters kind of less so. It's nice that there are characters in it. I think it should be said first and foremost. Like at least there are characters that you can follow, while they might not be the most compelling or engaging. Can't Com- be worse than Blumen Matthew Broderick. Oh yeah. So it's better than that. There is a there's a family like through line through the whole thing. There's yep. a family that kind of follow the whole series of events over several years, right. and. Some people think that's very contrived, but I think it helps bind it together. And it yeah. means that Godzilla's in the background. You're concentrating on the foreground, which is the characters, mm. and you kind of get spot like you spot him here and there. Mm. And this is not spoilers. And there's not loads and loads of action in it though. And that's oh. something that people are talking about is the fact that you don't get Godzilla right away. You know, it's kind of the shark and Jaws things. You, yeah. There's glimpses. You'll see Godzilla maybe do something, and they'll cut away. And then, but it means by the time you get to the end, you're like, I'm ready for this. Yeah. And you go, let them fight. Yeah. And you're like, I am so ready for this. Yeah. Whereas in Transformers, like, I've s- the ending, I've seen this four times in the also, film already. For- like, yeah. Desolation of Smaug is like, yeah. you see a oh, lot God. of dragon in that. Yeah, so like, I think right, the pacing's it. really, like, yeah. good. Because when you get to the end, you're like, I'm properly enjoy- enjoying and savouring every part of this yeah. action sequence. How's really, Cranston really in this? Um, he's he's excellent, but um, he it's is a very much a supporting role. Really, is it Taylor very Johnson? Much. Who's Aaron Taylor Johnson? Is mm. is is the star? Well, Godzilla is the star. Yeah. How's Aaron Taylor Johnson? Um, I really like Aaron Taylor Johnson. I don't think in this he is the most warm. Okay. Of actors, like I don't think you. Kn- I think he's good at kick ass and stuff. He's much better in kick ass than this. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's, I don't believe him as that family that, like guy yet with kids. Mm. He's no, only 23. Yeah. And the funny he thing is, like he's a family guy yeah, with kids. Yeah, yeah I just don't that's like, buy him as that just yet. Like yeah. Chris said in, in the office that he can imagine that being someone like Matt Damon. Right. Maybe someone just a bit older. Yeah. yeah. But Is he only 23? He's 23. Yeah. yeah. Terrifying. Wow, that is crazy. And he's, mid- he's done well, hasn't he? Sam, Sam Taylor would... Johnson is 47. Yeah. Well, he, because I went to university with someone who was in Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging with him. Um, he was like one of the brothers. Okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. Very, so yeah. they're very good. They like knew each other. And when we were at uni, we did a play with this guy and he wasn't, he was fine. He wasn't the, the best. No, no, no. With, no, with the, the guy was in Angus um, Thongs with him. And, um, yeah, uh, we were on his Facebook when Aaron Taylor Johnson just done kick ass and stuff. They were like, oh, saw your mate Aaron on Jonathan Ross last night, uh, sitting easy. on the sofa with him. But you, you're glad you made the decision to go to university instead of pursuing that career, eh? It's just like oh, that's not fair, though. <laughs> a bit harsh, wow. a bit harsh. Cause, yeah, because yeah, that would have happened. I know, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, he did a biology degree. Yeah. And he was did very well. I'm really looking forward to seeing him as Quicksilver, though. I, I, mm. Yes, he, he's got a bright future, I think. Yeah, no, he's very. T- he, I think he is talented. Like nowhere boy, he's good. Or and also little, little teaser ahead of next week, though. Um, X Men reviews on site. It is great. Quicksilver in that. Ignore the jacket. He's probably the best thing in that movie. So right. He's got um, he's got that it's bad jacket. Yeah, it's just a bad jacket, but Quicksilver is awesome in the X Men movie. Is that the one that we were all taking the piss out yeah. of? Yeah. He but his power bit. is so cool. Be able to run at the speed of sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get closer. Right, time to go. Thank you very much for joining us in what has been, I think, an exceptionally funny podcast this week. Thank if you, you liked us, let us know. If you didn't like us, jog on or follow or, us on Twitter. Yeah, or, or yeah. 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 See you next week. Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, see you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.
Bye.